0: hello you remember uh you had told me that uh, <laughs> uh we could work together or oh, then you get an email oh there's nothing right now we'll get back to you month two remember me by month six you're no longer having the nice english you started off with. you're almost <laughs> sounding a bit desperate
1: hi there welcome to this episode of cafe construct your go-to podcast for tips to achieve success in the kenyan construction industry i'm your host kerubo and in this session i have an O.G. engineer a seasoned practitioner with more than 25 years experience in civil and structural engineering this episode will be about lessons for the young practitioner speaking for myself from a seasoned practitioner our guest so grab your cup of goodness let's talk life in construction so engineers, we didn't forget about you this season because, yeah, we do appreciate the fact that construction has many practitioners and we've handled uh, project managers, interior designers, architects and engineers. Now it's your turn. Okay. So I think at this point, it might be a common theme across all my shows that I try to bring to the surface discussions about the business side of construction, uh, about business development from year one all the way till the end the evolution of the practitioner to retirement or whatever the case might be. And we, or especially I in my shows, highlight the associated challenges. So my guest today has successfully kept her company running for 15 years plus. Yeah, you didn't hear that wrong, 15 years plus. So we hear a lot of statistics about companies that fail within the first three years, within the first year. And it's so sad to imagine you might start something with so much energy, but you might not uh, last within the long run. So having someone who's managed to keep their company running for 15 years is is a major feat. And I had to reach out to her so that we can have this discussion and see what are the mistakes that people do so that they, they don't last long? What are we not doing? What should we know at the beginning? So that at least we have the same story as hers. So my guest today is engineer Masi Mugure and she's the principal engineer and managing director of Eng Plan Consulting Engineers. So Karibu sana engineer Mugure. Uh, thank
0: you very much Karubo, and I'm glad to be here. Um, i think you always remember how there are very few of us so-called old engineers when i'm introduced as an old engineer <laughs> yeah, but, but i am glad you corrected that by saying i am seasoned yes, yeah, not old. <laughs> but we anyway, are oh. glad uh, i'm glad to be here with you and i look forward to the rest of the session
1: Oh, thank you i'm ready to soak in all the knowledge that you have to share so to start off we're going to start off just easily with a random question. So entrepreneurship in itself is one sign that you're a courageous person. So the aspect of you deciding to step out on your own is a very big sign that you're a bold person because there's so much risk of failure and a lot of people rely on you. And especially the the later you start, the riskier it is. So Mm. I want to bring now the opposite side. Is there something you've always wanted to do, but you're too scared to try? I don't know.
0: Maybe bungee jumping. I don't know. Just something out there. More. I uh, probably I can probably take more risks in my career, as opposed to the social side of things. So maybe I would say bungee jumping. Uh, maybe joining a social group that I don't know anything about. Uh, I like hiking, but I tend to stay within people I know, people I am referred to. So just being. Out there on my own with, yeah, I think that would be the thing that would stretch me, kind of stretch me the most.
1: Ah, okay, that's very interesting, and I think we'll have to talk about that uh, in the show to to a certain length. That means you're an introvert to some extent. Yes, yes, I am. Mm. Uh, yes, I
0: am. I'm mm. good in small in small centers, but uh, so I guess engineering suits me. No one really needs us to talk a lot we just need to give instructions
1: and do our work and do your work okay well, yeah. wow i can't wait to get into that because there's a lot of conversation about how extroverts are more geared to be entrepreneurs because you have to network you have to go out there and, and bring in the work for your business so there's always that narrative of being a, being a being an introvert is challenging when you start your own business. So we'll get to that. But in yeah. terms of bungee jumping, ah, I can I can see that that height aspect of it is very interesting. Have you ever been to a site where you have to access like somewhere that's too high? There's no railing balustrades. How does that feel? I <laughs>
0: actually you don't have a, a a fear of heights like ah. going up buildings. So, as long as it, the coming down in the jumping, bungee jumping might be what I'm more scared of, but the climbing is not an issue. Yeah, I can even stand on the edge of the scaffolding. I'm not as daring as some of the, oh, they are devilish, let me not even say daring, as some of the people I see. Uh, you know, like when you find Mason's or those guys doing plaster and they are uh, walking without a belt on the scaffolding. So i'm not that daring but i don't have a fear of heights i do insist on nice ladders on sites i am mm. i blame it on the issue that i'm a female and one i could have gone with a skirt to site so you really but, don't want to be doing like a one meter jump
1: in some dingy dingy rickety ladders
0: if <laughs> well, i it's, like it's saying some of those guys are like uh, uh, what are they called mountain goats eh? mm-hmm. you, know, <laughs> you stand on it and you're kind of scared but somehow
1: they are able to yeah to quickly run up and down down it yeah mm, interesting so on my end what what am I afraid to try I don't think I feel, I feel like that question even though I've asked it it's kind of a paradox if I really want to do something I don't think there's something I'm scared to try if I really want to do it if I'm scared of it I am not interested I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense <laughs> it does yeah, yeah. I think- yeah Mm. Ah, okay interesting so let's now get right into it and i don't know if i'll call this the elephant in the room or whatnot. do you do you talk about being a lady as a first thing or do you get offended when someone brings up you being a lady engineer who's successful at the forefront Mm. i don't get offended i mean i am a lady engineer it is who
0: i am i don't necessarily go around life thinking oh i'm a lady engineer because you are who you are. You don't go through life defending who you are. You just are. But it comes up often enough. Uh, You know, there are times we'll be in meetings and somebody will say, oh, you can see we are gender compliant. Yeah, so I'm there supporting the women in the room. So it comes up, I I don't take offense uh, by it. Uh, Sometimes it's a novelty. You know, there are times I introduce myself and it's amazing how up until today, People marvel about lady engineers. But you know, when it's what you do, you won't see yourself as a novelty. It's what you do. I do it. I enjoy it. I am good at it. I encourage other people to get into it. It's challenging. It's fun. But it's just, uh, it's just me. So it's not, so to me, it's not a big big deal. But I don't uh, go through life saying, hello, Uh, look at me, my lady
1: engineer there are few of us or anything of the sort ah, yeah. okay uh so it's it, it's easy to get into using your gender as a crutch so i think uh, it's, it's better to be like i'm an engineer first and i happen to be a lady in an industry where maybe ladies the statistics of ladies is few yeah exactly
0: so i find it's far better uh that way because uh it needs to be clear that you belong in the room. You belong on the pro- in, the, in the project. You have a right to be there because of your competency and not just because of your gender. And um, and I think there are many issues regarding this conversation that go on in various circles. But I have found that, especially in a professional field, I want to be given work because I can do it. But when I leave and uh, it's, sort of put, or oh, you know, this is an affirmative action. The connotation it tends to carry, we are popping you up because you're not qualified. However, we should be getting a step up. One, we are definitely qualified. Number two could be a networking issue that requires maybe lady engineers or, or women in the construction industry to require some level of help as opposed to men you mentioned the issue about getting business and networking. So networking is a big one. And I keep saying, as women, there is the level to which you can't network. Um, A lot of business happens in clubs, in social settings. What's the likelihood you'll be in a male social setting every single day? Because in fact, the statistics with EBK, right now, maybe graduate engineers, because of new graduate engineers, maybe 10% are women. But uh, consulting engineers, we are less than 2% uh, who are consulting engineers who are female. Professional engineers are maybe 8, five to 8%. They are about, so the figures are really low. So if I was to network, to get work, it would need to be in a male-dominated space. So the club uh, or wherever I don't know, a football match, I don't know where else, uh, uh, having a drink, those are mm-hmm. places for men. Hang out, and a lot of business gets passed or discussed or opportunities. The timing is not in the club, but you hear of the opportunities then. But you can imagine, as a woman, how many of those ones will you go to without you looking like you don't have a life? And you know, and our rest of the life is meant to be family and other such items. So, going kind of out of the question that you asked, uh, maybe just to address the woman issue, the Support the women engineers, women architects, women in the construction industry need not because we are not as good as the men, but just some opportunities are out of our reach just because of how the business is set up. So Interesting. That
1: is ah, well said. So you have to be creative in how you network, maybe, maybe even bring in a partner who's now male, who can now maybe hang out in the country clubs, which is i don't know is i wonder if there's still country clubs that are men only perhaps who knows but i can imagine situations like that uh maybe the partner can come in to fill in the shortcoming so for quote-unquote for lack of a better word okay there are no clubs that are generally just for men but uh I'll, what
0: i would say is uh do a test if you go and find uh, your male colleagues talking somewhere When you join the group, what happens to the conversation? Oftentimes, it doesn't stay on business. It now moves to more social conversation. I don't know that it's conscious, maybe it's just an unconscious thing. Uh, Find it also with women, what happens? If you're with a group of your girlfriends, there's a certain conversation going on. When a male comes in, you automatically shift that conversation, supposedly so that you can include them. So I think it's just how we socialize. That's more the issue. Yeah, but really you also don't want to be telling women, uh, get a male partner so that you can get business. And sometimes you also see there's been this conversation of getting funding, say in the ICT space, uh, where the talk has been "You know, get a mzungu so that you can get funding. I mean, so there's something wrong with those statements. I mean, and we use them. And I think them. So it's not, I mean, so I do think it, you know, things. Uh, but really, that shouldn't be the way to get uh, ahead in in, in
1: life. Mm. Okay. Ah, wow. Well said, well said. I'll take that in. Good point. So did you always know you wanted to start a farm or maybe circumstances forced you to start on your own? Uh, let me say circumstances forced me. So first of all, there are
0: people who are very set on what they want to do in life, be in life. uh, I like to tell people, careers, you don't always find your career, sometimes your career finds you, uh, even as you're running from it. So in campus, I tried to even change courses at some point. Uh, Even when I cleared, I had thought, okay, Uh, I'll look for a job, but even if I don't get one, really, I don't really want to be an engineer. But when i started working i got to enjoy it but with that i started my own company it was never a thought of mine i started the business when i felt dissatisfied with the place where i was working and it's because my employer at that time did not give me the responsibility i was looking for so i was looking for greater challenge i thought i could do more and uh, so i tell people it's nice being young you know there's an arrogance youth comes with and it's a good thing. yeah. So never and, and and never let somebody bring down that enthusiasm for life and arrogance and sometimes even thinking that you're better than you actually are. It's a good thing, you know, uh, because it gives you that boldness uh, uh, to push, to go for things that uh, if you listen to so-called logic, it might tell you, you're not ready, you're not the right person, look at the people ahead of you, why you and not them. Uh, yeah, so that's, so, so then I wanted a particular position in the place where I was working to kind of shift uh, from the work I was so, doing. So I'm a civil engineer, but have specialized in structural, wanted exposure to the other aspects of engineering. So my employer for at that time wasn't willing to give me that, but uh, he actually told me to go and get an MBA. And I thought to myself, okay, the the guy who got the job I wanted didn't have an MBA and unless I stuck around praying for, you know, for him to leave the job, I really couldn't see me getting to that other position, you know, to the next position, he was newly appointed to that
1: position and yes, I thought, yeah, let me go and start off my company. Oh, ah, interesting. So, uh, the fact that you hit some form of a ceiling, you're like, okay, there's there's no future. You don't see a future in this company. Let me go build a future with, on my own. So, in that in that situation, how was the first day in business? Because normally a lot of people would moonlight and then move out when they have like a string of work going on. Was the first day of business challenging, or how was it?
0: Oh, my God. I mean, uh, as I said, it's good to be young and have some level of, uh, I don't know whether to call it foolishness in you. I may not even have been that young. However. Yeah. As you we say, we used, to, we used to do PJs. Eh? So at that point, I'd gotten a PJ, which when I added, I thought this is equivalent to my one year salary. So I resigned and went and set up my uh, actually in a sublet, you know, there was uh, somebody who had a three-bedroom flat and I took one of those rooms. I had a partner uh, who was still in, uh, uh, she was still employed at the time. So anyway, uh, so I left without, I didn't have a, a business plan, and, and I'd been doing those small, small PJs. What you realize when you have a salary, doing a PJ that earns you some money, it's like free money. And say so it looks like a lot of money. however, when you have to survive on that PJ is when you realize first how low you had been quoting you know because now it can no longer sustain you. so year so one as you can hear I've left because I so-called have this job. well that job by the way finally materialized like two years later and I was paid those fees over another two years. however Sometimes you need something to, to make you step out, you know, so people step out for different reasons, but just having that idea of our thought helped me gave me more of boldness uh, to step out. So year one was hard. Um, and uh, so I talked to a couple of architects who had been working with before saying, I'm stepping out and they were like, oh, it's a great thing. I'm sure you'll do very well. Uh, then month one, hello. You remember, uh, you had told me that uh, <laughs> uh, we could work together. Oh, then you get an email. Oh, there's nothing right now. We'll get back to you. Month two. Remember me? Anyway, by month six, you're no longer having the nice English you started off with. You're almost <laughs> sounding a bit desperate <laughs> to get the work, but it comes. Um, I think just consistency, uh, just continually continuing to keep in touch. And also having had, I was also fortunate in the places that I had worked in terms of getting exposure. And that's one of the things that I tried to do with my team up until today. So uh I could go for meetings, I started going for meetings and handling projects very early on in my in my career. So even older architects knew me by name and started to trust me and what it is that I could do. And so that really helped in terms of building the business, Mm -hmm. that there are people who uh, I didn't have to describe myself. Oh, you know, I'm Mm Mercy. On that project that you worked on with this company, I was one of the random engineers in the team. So just that having that level of exposure really helped me in terms of building uh, the business. So it was hard, but it was worth it. it. It was also satisfying got to learn uh, a lot about doing the business business plans are good actually following procedure is good but it's not the only way to actually get us uh, ahead in life a bit of a risk taker so i do take risks it's not for everybody so i do understand the people who need the business plan but there is a problem especially with professionals you tend to find uh, you hear a lot of analysis paralysis and it happens more with professionals like engineering, which is you caution, so you're a bit, you're taught to be a bit more cautious about approach to, uh, to life. So whatever system works for you, you find other people lose their jobs, and uh, they go in and make it. Others will take the business plan way. Others will go out there, you know,
1: chasing a dream that happens or may not happen, but they find they're putting in it. How did you hang in there? When projects are slow, because there's, there's that fine point is my business failing or do I need more patience? So, is there a point you're like, okay, maybe I need to go find another job or do I hang in there even though projects are not translating, invoices are not translating? So, basically, for me, uh, giving up is not like, like my DNA. So,
0: um, those guys likely to die trying. And so, uh, you know, some of those people who pray to God and say, if this one is not for me, let it fail early because you know me. I'll keep going with it even if it's not getting anywhere. That's number one. Number two is even before I left, as I said, uh, so I may be an introvert, but I, I uh, relationships are important. So I cultivate a relationship. Uh, I was also a good worker. And so even people I'd worked with before knew me because I would deliver. So even if I was not the senior most engineer in the room, I could, uh, you know, I could speak up, I could uh, deliver my work, I'd be made responsible for jobs and all that. So one is that I had a relationship, things I had faith that they would pan out is, uh, is, is number one. Maybe not immediately, but they would pan out. Family is also important. If you look at the entrepreneurship journey, it keeps you going. So sometimes you need what you call like an angel investor, whether it's your mother, significant other, friends, just yeah. people who you know are there for you, that your day-to-day issues in the family will get managed. So you, you may not need to make a profit from day one, but you have other responsibilities that you still needs to be meeting. So sometimes when business is not coming in uh, very quickly, uh, use your family and relationships and see what things you can trade uh, to get business. So that's an important one. Number two is going to it into partnership. So, uh, maybe to address an issue, what do I wish I knew at the beginning? So, I went in with a partner. It, it helps to uh, have a partner, and especially when you're starting off, you now don't look like her. one man should. Because clients are scared of that. Does that mean, what if I fall sick? What if my children fall sick? What if I need to go, you know, I don't know, some school function? holiday what happens to my business so you actually show credibility because what are you trying to build you're trying to show credibility you can trust me you can rely on me to deliver your work so having a partner helps because you're able to say even when I am away there is this person to ensure that your business goes on so having a partner really helps even in that and sometimes so save up Uh, You know, you're told when you're working, it's it's hard to say, there's been this conversation about Kenyans and saving culture, and I know it is hard, it is hard to save, because you don't feel like there is surplus, and uh, I just learn to put aside some money, you know, we are told, uh, even if as professionals, you find some professionals, you lose your job, and after six months, even your standard of living has changed. Yeah, So that means we are really living like hands to mouth. Huh? So start to put aside some money. So when I was working, the jobs I do as my PJs, I would put them aside. You know, So those are the ones that helped me even at home to buy like the big purchase items. Because sometimes your salary is, is just for surviving. So PJs. And to be honest, until today, I don't stop myself from doing PJs. They have a place. Oh, wow. I think they have a place. Think place in growing the economy because we can't serve everybody. There's is, there is a certain level of business plan cannot serve. Uh, so I don't want to hear their buildings collapsing in Guruma. So if one of my staff has contacts and people who live in Guruma, the guy in Guruma is unlikely to come in plan. But if you have been trained by a good engineering company and you go and offer services there, then the economy and industry grows. I mean, nowadays, I go around to Rai, Roy Sambo, those areas. You can even see a change in architecture, isn't it? It's improved architecture going around even in those areas. Before those areas had like a standard building that everyone replicated, but now you you see better things going on. The big firms won't be the ones servicing those areas. A more registered company may not be, you know, because of the size of the, that you're looking at, so there's always a space for PJs, but let them be done by somebody who is um, who's also working under somebody else, so that your what you're using is not just your engineering knowledge from school but you're able to incorporate industry practice, industry best practice, uh, some level of excellence that you're picking up from the place you're working at. So for me, it is a natural, it's even a good way of growing as an engineer, as a professional in working at all colors of work. I normally ask people, if your grandmother at home uh, said, you know, you want to put up a house for her, you're going to start saying, we need that the other life set up levels you know, we need all these cubes and have them tested. I mean, you really have to serve each level of society in the best way possible. So you need to be versatile. How will you ever know how to build with, for your grandmother where you just work in a high-rise building where the contractor is set with all equipment? Yet yeah, in sharks, those things are not available, but you still need to make sure she gets the same standard of uh, construction as you would in Nairobi.
1: Mm, yeah, that's that's very brilliant for you to have that kind of perspective. I hadn't cool. even thought of that. That's very, very brilliant. So um, in terms of now, now we can bring in the introvertness. It's been four years. You, you, you've committed to the journey to make it work. Uh, and part of it is your skill. Being good at what you do kind of brings work through referrals. But as an introvert, how do you manage entrepreneurship when the world preaches you should be out there, be social, be meeting people, leaving business cards? You never know. You know, to an introvert, if you hear you never know who you know, it's 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 kind of telling you you need to meet people, and that's like one of the least things you want to do. How do you handle that?
0: So you realize that when you become an entrepreneur, now you become jack of all trades. You know, cleaning officer, chief HR. Chief marketer, financial, whatever. Anyway, so one of the things I would say is, who do you surround yourself with? You know, and, and the people who help you improve on your skills. So one time, I needed to go and give a talk at a high school, you know, area talk. Now, I'm those guys who shake in front of crowds. So what people normally tell you, oh, what do you shake? And the next question is why? Do you know your material. You are a whole grown up, and these are children in high school. So at that point, I, I told a good friend of mine, and she told me, "I'll come with you. I'll run your slides, and if you get stuck, I will come in." So so we went with her. So I started talking. I shook, shook a little bit, uh, and then now that I didn't need to auto press my slides, you know, you can imagine when you're shaking and then you need to press a button. Yeah, it's even harder. I the slides for me, and after a while, I you know I relaxed and I was able to do the rest of the presentation. So one of the things I also learned is practice. So if I'm in a place where I need to know, I know I need to have a talk, I need to whatever. It's just a practice beforehand, so that memory takes over the thinking. And once you notice things are flow, sometimes I will settle down. So that's in terms of work, uh, talking in the The rest of it, I'm generally good in a one-to-one. You know so and and to be honest i find men much easier to deal with they're more relaxed
1: uh,
0: and, and whatever so once i relax i'll be i'll be okay then the other thing that i did to now really stretch myself there's a time i joined uh i should probably go back into it uh to help in public speaking and i encourage engineers to join it i think a number of engineers are generally introverted if you notice the genius, it doesn't want to be left to do our work you know, this thing of interpersonal relationship it's not really our thing just leave us but to get there we need to be able to communicate so i tell people join something like toast smart to learn how to especially express yourself so i may not i may be an introvert but at least i know how to express myself many people struggle with expressing themselves so that even in a meeting you don't communicates what you would expect to communicate. Then I joined the networking group, uh, BNI. So okay. there are different professionals in, in different fields, and it's basically geared to SMEs. So if there are young professionals who have started their business and are looking to um, whatever network, they can reach out to you, and you can invite to BNI and see how we do business. So in BNI, uh, you meet other uh, business, professionals, and the idea is they help find your business in areas where you wouldn't take yourself. And remember, as an introvert, sometimes you're comfortable in one-to-one. All you don't need is a hope. You don't want to talk out. So if I get you, Kerubo, to go and introduce me to your person, on a one-to-one, I'm fine. Yeah? So I'll be able to communicate. Not all introverted people, by the way, can have an issue with uh, talking, say, in public or networking. It just means crowds drain us. So for me, if I'm in a crowd, in fact, the more hyper crowd, I'm just thinking, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> a bit much for me toned down and I could be comfortable with it. So so look for things that work for you and expose yourself. In fact, it me about growing the business. The network doesn't necessarily have to be out there. Remember, even you have relatives before you went to high school with, primary school with, and others with WhatsApp and Facebook, You probably touch. touch. Remember your networks. Networks are not just in a cocktail or, you know, a meeting somewhere. So sometimes you don't take advantage of the networks that are around us. So I tell myself, even when we are keeping out and thinking and looking for work, work with people who you are even in classmates with. They may have gone to a business where you're looking for business. They may not be the decision makers there, but they will tell you what is going on. You know, uh, they know we are recruiting, uh, we are likely to be looking for consultants, this kind of consultants, prepare your paperwork. So, that's how business is done. You know, there's something called market intelligence. Market intelligence isn't espionage, you know, or something that's only done by big companies, you do it So you should be able to make use of your networks. What are you guys doing? Where are you going in business? Are there possibilities in terms of, uh, are there opportunities for engineers uh, like us? And they might be like, oh, we do all the work in-house. Maybe you can go on and say, I mean, what if I came and and, uh, presented and see maybe there's something that we could add value that you're already not doing. So there are different ways of actually getting, uh, of networking that don't necessarily have to put you out there and building on this skill that you may struggle with, but also take opportunity to build on your your weaknesses. So leverage on your strengths. I believe in leveraging on your strengths, you will find you have a strength somewhere. Leverage on it and not just one minute, but also work on improving your weaknesses because there are times you will
1: be called upon to do something that is outside your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I like that you brought up the aspect of marketing and networking because these are the business aspects. Engineering and the technical skills is one, is just half of the skills. There's now the non-technical things that you've already brought up too. So would you like to get into issues about uh, cash flow and business development maybe? Aspects that mm-hmm. you, when you got on your own, you had to embrace
0: Okay. don't get into business without a good content you know do anything content you can't eh? uh, because it's very easy to get into problems especially with the statutory you know, returns those things those things and you don't it doesn't have not to be an in-house accountant outsource so all through, if, uh, up until today I, the level of the accounting company has changed but I had a bookkeeper right from the beginning. And even now, I outsource my accounting function. I don't want Kiari on my, on my back. So deal with Kiari uh, from the onset. And then, so as an entrepreneur, do a and they undertake even a, a simple, and especially now because their courses online, take up a simple, business course eh? because there's something that really we were not taught and I I believe they should be taught in engineering how to become an entrepreneur. We can't have a government that keeps pushing people to create jobs when they didn't teach you how. All they taught me was how to be an engineer. They didn't teach me how to no so I think all courses general to everybody needs an entrepreneurship course every single year. So by the end of it you should be able to grow your project both on your professional course and also how to build a business in this. So that's my uh, two cents on that. But yeah, so Mm -hmm. having cash flow is very important. So as as you're building your business, you need to be clear not to blow out everything. And that, unfortunately, is what tends to happen. You know, the money comes in. When it comes in, oops, uh, entrepreneur, you've been broke for very long. You draw out everything and you... Go back to scratch eh? so learn to invest learn to invest and sell back into the business you know so uh nowadays this issue of software is a big thing you know save so that you get legitimate software in fact the bigger you grow once you start going out there all these guys are, are looking out for you so that you buy legitimate uh, software so save for those kinds of things So always put aside money for that i would say mm-hmm. Only enough, learn to pay yourself. It may not be a lot of money, you know, but learn to pay yourself. Even if it starts off by just 20k, maybe cash flow is very meager. So say 20k, because that takes care of my phone, my watch, you know, whatever it is. Just start to pay yourself so that you don't look like you just work for this business that never brings anything out of it. So, but work with uh, the finance person, especially your financial. Just being up to date with KRA and planning your cash flow. Business development found it very hard for a person who is not in your business to market, especially a kind of business engineering, architecture, and what have you. So you, so we tend to do it ourselves. And so what I have uh, done, even with my team, as the team grows, I so. Preparing of proposals is one of the things that you start to undertake so that you learn what are clients looking for. Whether private sector clients, public sector clients. Uh, in the company, I do encourage people to bring. There's a level of business, but uh, it's not a, a good growth and you're currently employed right now. And your employer gives you the opportunity to bring business in the company and you're able to agree on a. Profit shared in this, then go for it. Because you might find the client is, is unlikely to give you that work. Because maybe it's a big job. It's a job, say, what, 500 million? You've been doing his residential house, what, 12 million, 10 million, 20 million? He's unlikely to give you the half a million job. Um, but if you brought it to the company, one, in, so he knows there's the backing of the company behind this job. So you can end up being the face of that project. So it builds your credibility as an individual while you're working with this backing behind you. So that's one of the things that can work. Business development, make use of your network, as I've seen. People you are in college with are your network. So if you're an engineer like me, and I'm looking for jobs in public sector, our classmates who went into public sector. Those are the people you reach out to. Learn to see, uh, now with LinkedIn, sometimes I go into LinkedIn and I will think, I'm looking for this person, then I'm able to see this year, I wonder which year he graduated. Then I'm able to look for, say, Kerubo, if it's somebody young, I might be like, oh, I'm looking for this guy, he looks like he, he would have been in campus at around your age, would you know him? So learn to do those kinds of things, I'm my whatever. Uh, and maybe I didn't even write the year I graduated because I don't want to be judged as old. Who knows? So, but if you go and you can tell, okay, so she must have graduated. So I graduated in 1994. So out of that space, I may know people who are in college, maybe like around 90 to 94, and maybe from practice, I may know people a bit more. Uh, you know, so it's, easier to, it's easy to get in touch with me and ask whether I've been looking for this person. Is it somebody you're able to introduce me to? So those things have worked. Number two, never get scared to look for somebody in your field who even looks like a competitor. because they you know all the work. And there's some work that they get that they're not interested in. You know, so you could be at a certain space uh, this work as man, we don't take up just you know, you also can't eat the job of two million shillings. I can't be there looking for the same job as the PJ person, you know. So, there are some of those uh, opportunities. So, once you get to trust somebody, you know, you can refer this actually and never burn bridges. The largest part of my business. I got when starting off from a reference from my first employer. I right. left well and kept in touch. And I still keep in touch until today. I'll be like, hi, how are you holding up? How is life? Oh, keep in touch is very easy. And I, I mean, those people who don't keep in touch, some of my SMSs are like once a year or once in six months. Eh? So it's not yeah. a, a continuous thing. So in terms of business development, and then, then you will see what kind works for you. You know, so you'll try different styles and you'll see some work for you better than the other. But use your, uh, yeah, as I said, previous employers, because there are some things you'll be asked and you'll be like, Oh, I retired. Oh, but get in touch with Masi? Or uh, I'll be like, Oh, I want to enter this field. Um, and maybe it's field he had been in. And uh, can you give me some introduction? Because in some jobs, you won't take even him at the, at the level he is in business. Um, so, the other skills. So, I have a good friend who's a trainer, and I have learned a lot from her. So, look for people who do this, they went into this training field, because they know a lot. So, they can impact you and your business. Even they do PJs. <laughs> Let me say that. So, lots of us guys on the ask. So, they are able to even train you and yourself on things that are not your skill. So, look for business uh, communication managing mm-hmm. projects. So there are things that I have drawn on people who went into a certain field and it has helped me both develop myself, my staff, and uh, my business. Uh, HR is another big one. If you want to grow, engage in somebody in HR. It doesn't need HR, does not necessarily needs to be on a monthly basis, like the accountant. Or you can have somebody who helps you craft JDs, you know, like an employee manual, come up with policies, etc., so that you have like a pack, like a starter pack, and then you can engagement on every six months to help review the process. If you are a bit uh, older into the profession, have somebody who comes in on a monthly basis to just help you with some of those things. Uh, things that I've seen when you're a company sometimes you don't do is performance appraisals. Those stuff are there, and they really don't know are they growing. But so when you're tired, you really just close the business and you retire with it, which is uh, happens a lot in Kenya. Uh, if you die, does the business die with you? know, also there is, so have those conversations. If you know about taxation, what are the plans? This is how you can grow within the business. These are the opportunities, yeah, and you can make it obvious and not look like I'm dying right now or maybe have no plans to go anywhere right now, but the opportunities for you to grow within the business. So having a good HR person might help you think through how to also build a robust business. Have some advisors. You know, have a meeting where you can pull some close people together whom you trust. Just ask, "I want to learn about uh, you know, ways that I can grow my business." And you might find you might have a lawyer, a HR practitioner, an accountant, maybe. and each of you might have ways to grow each other's business you know so it's not just um, one but uh, you're the consumer of this but see with around your friends are you able to do like a brainstorming sessions you know what's working for you in terms of bd what's working for me you might find it's, they're on the same thing even they are trying to grow their business as well mm-hmm. um yeah so i think that's
1: that would be about it mm-hmm. wow wow this is one episode i will i'll be listening to over and over and over again this this is fantastic so i, it I must can't wait be because i'm old <laughs> we have so much knowledge and so many things you've pointed out that, that i've never really thought about that makes so much sense that I, i'll need to listen to it and take notes <laughs> and retake notes so thank you thank you so much for coming on. I can't wait for that book in the future. So I'll just be watching your space to see that business book because I am pretty sure a lot of engineers out here would die for such a book. There's a lot of conversations about design, about sustainability, all that, but how to run and survive. (laughs) You know, starting is one thing. Surviving is another. So that will be very, very useful. So thank you so much. And for our listeners, I'm pretty sure you loved this episode as well. And you know how we do. Every week we come up with similar conversations. We talk about not only entrepreneurship, even in terms of employment, how can you be the best employee? Because it's not just like, this is the only route you can go. So keep following us, keep following us on all our platforms. On Instagram, we'll put quotes every day from the show so that you can keep going back to it and whatever your goals are, you can keep growing. So thank you so much, Engineer, for coming on.
0: Thank you so much, Kerubo, for having me. Uh, Mm. Let me say that uh, I'm I'm actually passionate about growing people because I know people took time to even invest in my growth. I'm not who I am because uh, I'm smart or whatever, but I do recognize that people took time to train me, give me exposure, and to help me grow. And so i'm committed to that uh, as well i liked being on the show uh yeah online will definitely work better for my type of people and so this this works pretty well but yeah but i'd uh, like to tell your listeners uh, and reach out if you feel that places that i can be of uh, of help i may not be able to answer everybody uh, immediately my time does get limited but i can do the that i can but thank you very much also for reaching out and it's uh yeah yeah it was nice it was enjoyable
1: yeah, yeah this is enjoyable bless your heart i wish you all the best with your company as you keep growing keep getting better and yeah just being a, an example or you know that hope that yeah we can actually make it as business people who are also professionals yeah, mm. yeah. okay yeah, thank you very much